all. Hello and welcome back to Booch Ball. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Freed. How you doing over there, Freed? Hey, Alex. I'm feeling a little romantic tonight. I think I might pop a bottle, get it on ice, have a nice, relaxing kombucha-filled evening. Wow, that sounds great, Freed. I'm glad that you're having a romantic evening. I uh, am actually getting over a bit of a breakup myself, Freed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this bottle and have some self love tonight. You know. Ah, well, congratulations, or I'm sorry to hear that, but <laughs> enjoy your kombucha either way. Appreciate it, Freed. Well, Freed, more than one thing has come to an end over the past week. Sure, my relationship, but also the college football regular season, Freed. We have finished up all regular season games with the highlight being the University of Michigan winning it for Dr. Lauren Hershey Zimmerman, a big win over Ohio State. I was like almost brought to tears by how beautiful that game was. And I know for sure Lauren and her husband did cry multiple times. You know what? I am happy for them. They deserved it. I am not happy for how I did last week. I went 0-4. Oof. That had to hurt. Drop me back down to an even 500. And if you recall, we picked exact opposites. So you know what that means. I'm Clean sweep up. for you. Yeah. a boy. All right. I needed that, Freed. Needed that big push at the end of the season. It's not about how you start the season. It's about how you finish it, Freed. And you finished it two games ahead of me in the standings. You're back above 500. Yeah, baby. I need some cash. Straight to the bank, Freed. All right, Freed, why don't you take us through the entire slate from last week? Get us all caught up. So we started on Thanksgiving with the deviled egg bowl. Old Miss got the upset and the lane train kept rolling. Top 10 for them to finish out the regular season. Mm-hmm. We had Bedlam, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. You were right. Oklahoma State is okayest. Mm-hmm. Turns out Ohio they were. State. Ohio State and Michigan in the game, like you said, the Wolverines pulled out a huge upset, huge playoff implications, huge Lauren Zimmerman happiness implications. We're all happy that Michigan won that game. It's a good omen for their marriage, Freed. That's what it was. And for our sentiment pick of the week, we had two power five teams, our rivals. We don't like either one of them. It was Florida State visiting Florida. The Gators held on and won by three points to cover the two-point spread despite three interceptions. Sloppy game both ways as Canes fans. You kind of just love to see it. Ugh, that was an awful game. That was one of those classic, like, both teams kind of lost situations. And perfect sentiment pick where they're both at the bottom of the state of Florida barrel right now. And the Gators, they're at least going to a bowl with a new head coach. That's true. New head coach, Freed. We'll get into that during our thinking section as we discuss the coaching carousel. Freed, this is Boochball, the only podcast on the internet talking kombucha and college sports. So, Freed, let's take a journey over to the first segment of our show, which is, of course, what we're drinking what we're drinking all right freed we had to do a little last minute audible for the booch of the day today but we've gone with a booch that i've never had before something that's a 
constant on the shelves around here, but I've never been personally drawn to it because of its kind of wacky name. We're drinking the Health Aid Bubbly Rose? Rose? I think it's Rose. There's not an accent mark. I've always assumed it's Rose. Either way, I feel like if I drink this, my dick might fall off. <laughs> Why do you feel that? Pink and blue, bubbly rosé. This is just this is just a very floral sounding mm. beverage and it's just not up my alley. Yeah, so here's here's why this has turned me off. I I enjoy bubblegum, like chewing bubblegum. I like chewing gum. Like that's my go-to gum flavor. But as a drink, I don't want to drink bubblegum. So they've kind of branded this as a as a bubblegum concept with a light blue. I was not picking up on that whatsoever. I was thinking of a sparkling wine, like a bubbly rosé is how I interpreted it. Yeah. But when you look at the bottle, you see that our cartoon is a rose blowing bubbles. Right. So yeah, this is going down that floral path, I believe. And hopefully it will taste nothing like bubblegum and perhaps you know we'll like it. So why don't we go ahead and, uh, and pop the top here and do a little sniff test. Hey bro, we pop in bottles today. Dale. All right, I accidentally froze my booch a little bit. So there was not a lot of carbon. Bubbly froze. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of concerning me a little bit. There's definitely some Titanic kind of ice cubes bubbling. Hopefully it hasn't completely destroyed the carbonation in here. All right, I'm getting some bubbles, but I'm a little worried. Not so bubbly, Rosa. Not so bubbly, yeah. All right, let's take a little sniff here. Sniff test. So I'm not pouring out into a jar today. I'm traveling once again, coming to you live from Mississippi. I actually got this kombucha in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I was hot on the trail of new coach Brian Kelly. I spotted him in the kombucha aisle. He said, no, 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 no. Kavita is ass. Whew. Dodged a bullet there. We grabbed the bubbly rosé. Here we are. At least part of that story is true. Sounds like good coaching from Brian Kelly there, Freed. I'm smelling this and I'm getting yogurt as a flavor, which is not necessarily what I want. So I'm smelling through the tiny smell hole of the health aid. I can't get a whole lot out of it, but it doesn't smell pleasant. I'm picking up on that more vinegary side, the acidic side where I think you're coming from with that yogurt. This does not smell good to me at all. Yeah. All right. Well, nothing left to do but to give it a little sip. I like health aid. I, I do, but this ain't it. Not so fast, Reed. This is kind of giving me like smoothie vibes. Is that because I froze it? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. This is giving me brew doctor vibes where it's just a strict botanical kombucha. Mm. It's just not my style. Hmm. I'm not hating it. It's sweeter than I was expecting it to be. Uh, I feel like this is a, this is in that category of those after dinner dessert booches. I was not expecting it based off of the, the scent, but there's like an interesting sweetness that's coating my tongue. I keep going back to 
yogurt reference that you made, because that's kind of the realm I'm going into where you have that tart cultured flavor almost, which I would say is not typical for a kombucha. It is more yogurt like, but that's kind of what I'm picking up here. And maybe that's just because you put it in my brain and implanted me with it. This is good. This might be a controversial booch for us, Freed. We've been pretty lockstep with our rankings uh, almost throughout this entire season. Could we pull an AP poll versus college football playoff rankings? Who knows? Who's to say? You'll just have to stick around and find out, Boochies. Well, Boochies of the world, we've told you what we're drinking. Health Aid Kombucha Bubbly Rose. Bubbly Rose just has a much better ring to it. They should have just called it that. They should have put the accent mark on there. I was expecting this to be almost like a grape flavored, like a wine. It's now time for us here on Boochball to tell you what we're thinking. What we're thinking. So, Fried, it's been a wild week for a number of reasons. Crazy. I'm now a single young bachelor again. The college football season has come to an end, Fried. But there's also been a lot of lost love and some breakups happening in the college football world as well. The coaching carousel is whipping about at an insane speed. People are falling off their eye left and right. Unlike we've ever seen before, it's absolute mayhem. It's transfer portal X coaching world. Mm-hmm. True. It's a crossover coaching event. Booties, you know it, you love it. It's time to play Firm It or Burn It. Firm It or Burn It. First up on the coaching carousel. USC poaches Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, perennial playoff team, but never a championship contender in the true fashion. Lincoln Riley jumps ship to USC. So, Freed, as far as USC goes, the hiring of Lincoln Riley, firm it or burn it? I'm going to firm it. I think they went out and made a bold move. They're looking to rejuvenate that offense. USC has had Graham Harrell an air raid guy as their offensive coordinator for the past few years. They're going to keep the air raid trend with Lincoln Riley and Lincoln found himself a good time to get out of Dodge before they move to the sec, before that playoff path starts to narrow. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're going to be better than they are this year. They're four and seven right now. Absolutely. If Lincoln Riley was coming to Miami, we'd be jumping for joy. USC absolutely nailed it. And honestly, I always think of USC as being the program that is most comparable to Miami in the college football world. If this hasn't sent a message to Miami, we're never going to compete ever for any college football playoffs anytime soon. So USC has proven that they are in the playoff hunt with this unprecedented hire. And speaking of unprecedented moves, it brings us to our next Firmator Burnett. Freed, LSU gets Brian Kelly from Notre Dame in the middle of a Notre Dame playoff push. I'm burning it for all parties. I've never liked Brian Kelly. I can't believe that he would quit on his team, who's still very much in the playoff hunt. It would only take one to two upsets this weekend for Notre Dame to just slide right on in. LSU, man, I mean, they're shooting for the fences. Each of the three last coaches at LSU have won national championships. 
Brian Kelly, man, I just don't see it as a good fit there. I'm burning. Freed, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm going to firm this one. I think Brian Kelly has showed that he is a coach that can get the most out of a team that doesn't have the same type of talent that SEC schools have. You see this happens anytime Notre Dame ends up in a playoff and they get blown out by Alabama, which just has better players playing for them. LSU has won national championships, two national championships in the last 20 years in 2009 and 2019 with two different coaches. I think Brian Kelly going to LSU right now with a team that almost beat Alabama this year, um, that just beat Texas A&M, even with lame duck Ed Ordron. I think them plus Brian Kelly, I mean, it's a cutthroat, brutal move, but it's a move that got everybody's attention in college football. And as soon as LSU starts winning again, everyone's going to forget about, you know, going to forget about Notre Dame. And honestly, I don't like Notre Dame, Freed. Never have, never will. All right, Freed. So we had a little disagreement on the last one. My final Furman or Burn It, UF, the Gators, hire Billy Napier from Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns, another Louisiana school. Firm it or burn it? Me personally, I'm going to firm it. Billy Napier isn't somebody that's going to bring the hype. He's not somebody who scares me as a Miami fan. For Florida, I think jury's still out. But personally, I'm all about it. Billy Napier has never signed a four-star recruit in his career as a head coach. That's probably because he's been out of Sunbelt school. But still, he's not an ace recruiter. He's not a sexy name. I'm I'm good with this. So you're gonna firm it. So I'm gonna burn it for those exact reasons. If I'm if I'm for Florida, especially compared at the Florida got totally totally screwed over because they hire Billy Napier and then LSU gets Brian Kelly and USC gets Lincoln Riley and then all of a sudden nobody's talking about Florida, which considering how bad florida is maybe that's good but if you're florida especially coming off the season that you just had scraping by barely becoming bowl eligible and being the laughing stock of the sec that's not a good look and billy anybody named billy william now william napier sounds like uh william napier sounds like a like a conquistador or like a some like a, an explorer who discovered some region of South America or something from, from England. Sir William Napier. Yeah, Sir William Napier. Uh, yeah, so hopefully he doesn't discover any uh, recruiting hotbeds in South Florida. That's an addition of firm it or burn it. All right, Boochies, we've told you what we're drinking, the Health Aid Bubbly Rose, some controversy there. We've told you what we're thinking about the coaching carousel. Also some controversy there. Freed, let's see if we can reach some agreement here. Let's talk about those kombucha canes. Kombucha canes. Miami beats Duke, as they should. Yeah, as they should, as they did. All aspects of the game, generally successful. Other than the whole kickoff coverage thing, they gave off a long return to start the game, and then a touchdown kickoff return, Duke's second possession, which actually let Duke go up 10-3. to Mm-hmm. Now, those were the only points they scored all game, but just overall more signs of poor coaching. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that this game was blacked out in my region 
speaks for itself. It was an utterly irrelevant game. You need to start streaming illegally. I've been doing it for weeks now when games are on ACC Network. It's great. Don't tell anybody. I will deny it. Bro, I tried to find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, I got you, fam. Dude, hit me up with that. All right. I was asking around. Nobody could find it. I was just watching the game cast. Rough. (laughs) It was rough. Tyler Van Dyke went off. Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback of the future. Tyler Van Dyke is good enough. Like, if Tyler Van Dyke was playing against Michigan State, like, that's – okay, this is what I was saying at the beginning of the year, by the way, and I got laughed at, where I was saying Derek King, who is old and frail, no offense to Derek King, I love Derek King. He was not healthy. I'm not going to call him frail, but he was not healthy. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. He's stronger than I will ever be mentally and physically. I am well aware of that. That being said, at the beginning of the year, I think right after Bama, and no, this was a conversation we had with Jazz, I'm pretty sure. It was saying with Derek King being banged up going into you know the start of the season, would we be better off having one of these all-star, super highly touted young recruits, Jake Garcia, Tyler Van Dyke playing? And everybody said, no, even while injured, Derek King is better than anybody else in the Miami quarterback room. I think that has been proven to be false. You're absolutely correct. I don't think there's any way anybody could have expected TVD to have performed this well, though. And it took him a few weeks. You know, if he got put out there against Alabama, it wouldn't have changed anything. You know, he struggled against Virginia in that first ACC game. He got better, but still wasn't really sharp against North Carolina. It took him three full weeks of starting to turn it on. But what he ended up doing this year was truly magical. I mean, he's put up insane numbers, six straight games, 300 plus yards, three passing touchdowns. That's something that's just never been done in the ACC before he just did it. It's insane. Yep. Yep. And hopefully we'll, we'll keep that streak alive going into the bowl game. Hopefully we'll keep it in next year. Caveat on that, some of the stats, those very, very gaudy stats that he's been putting up is a little bit overinflated because of how poor ACC defenses are this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget about Central Connecticut State. Of course, Central Connecticut State, but <laughs> you know, other quarterbacks in the ACC are also putting up insane numbers, which leads you to believe that the defenses in this conference are just not good this year. So I think you need to take his numbers with a bit of a grain of salt before you start putting him up there as an All-American candidate for next season. Yeah. But you can't argue that what he did this year was just insane. And shout out also to Charleston Rambo and for Mike Harley, both respectively setting uh, season records for most yards, most receptions, um, and all-time receiving all-time receptions for Mike Harley. Charleston Rambo was recognized as second team All-ACC, as well as offensive lineman DeLone Scaife and punter, your boy, Lou Headley. They also made second team. Miami also had a few honorable mentions. Yet another damning uh, thing on the Miami report card. No first team All-ACC selections, and that's starting to become a bit of a pattern for Miami, unfortunately. Sure is. And Alex, I'm sure you saw offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley officially announced as the new head coach at SMU, Mm -hmm. where he came 
from two years ago as offensive coordinator. What are you thinking there? Good for him. I firm that choice for SMU. Rhett Lashley, he, he, he earned my love and affection by the end of the season, especially with what happened with Tyler Van Dyke. So nothing but good things to say about Rhett Lashley. And it sounds like the rest of Miami agrees. Um, the downside of our team was our defense over the the last couple games of the season. Offense looked great. We finally started putting up those 40-point games that you were wanting out of us all year. I, I got to say, Another Alex. nail in Manny's coffin. Having that continuity of an offensive coordinator and a quarterback is so big. 100%. Well, Freed, we're uh, going into the conference championship weekend at the beginning of the season. We would have loved to have been participating. Unfortunately, no game for the Kombucha Canes this weekend. So there'll be uh, no picking on that score. But Freed, now that we've finished up on our Kombucha Canes, who finished the year 7-5, and five, Yay. Every by the way, at the beginning of the season, if you told me that we were gonna finish seven and five, I'd say fire Manny Diaz immediately. No questions asked. The other big kicker there was Florida State. If you recall, one of the big keys yeah. to the season, you know, it's beating Florida State. If you say we went seven and five and, and lost lose to Florida, Florida State, State, yeah. It's an absolute firing. And man, you're right. I mean, every time I start to soften up, I need to be pulled back and to see the light that He's just not the guy, and yeah. you got to start fresh. I think it's just going to be a matter of like whether we can get Mario Cristobal. I think he's going to be. I think he's the guy. He's the guy that everybody seems to want. Definitely a more splashy name than Billy Napier. Definitely a better uh, choice right now than Manny Diaz. But I can see like if he doesn't want to come, like we could go chasing after Lane Kiffin, who's going to be the coach here for what two years before he gets hired by, I don't know the the Chargers. Like I don't know. That's my biggest problem with Lane. I mean, in an ideal situation, you want somebody who wants to be the coach at the University of Miami for the next decade or more. You want someone who's going to stay until they retire. You want someone who's going to win national championships and build a legacy, not get them to a playoffs and then bolt for the better job. I firm that statement. So, Freed, we've told the good people about the kombucha canes. Let's check. Let's check back in on this bubbly rose health aid. What are we thinking about this? What's our Bucha barometer? Bucha barometer. I'm still thinking it's called bubbly rosé. Accento or no accento? It's <laughs> bubbly rosé to me. So, Freed, let's do an ingredient check. What's what's in this thing? Man, tough font to read. We got organic kombucha, rose powder, mm. mangosteen powder, hawthorn berry powder. You know what? That's, I think, hawthorn berry is the stuff that's in the brew doctor superberry that tastes like mild baby poop. Isn't that poisonous? I don't know. Live active cultures. So there is some live active cultures added to this. Maybe that's where the yogurt scent's coming from. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Good call. This is a curious booch. This is a very interesting. interesting what the hell is mangosteen powder? I have no idea. It sounds like quick Google search. Do you think they're celebrating Hanukkah this year? (laughs) Popular evergreen tree with edible fruit native to tropical lands surrounding the Indian Ocean. Exotic. Very exotic. It looks weird, too. The mangosteen's purple free. That's your favorite color. I do like that. 
Wait, the first thing you should need to know about hawthorn berries is that you should not eat the seeds. They contain cyanide bonded with sugar. Look at you. Bodness. How did I know that? <laughs> After these ingredients, it's only confirming in my mind that this is basically Health Aid's play on the Brew Doctor Superberry. Health Aid has a berry. We've had their berry one before, right? Yes, but it has fruit juices versus the Brew Doctor Superberry, which is just the botanicals. Peril like irregardless, you know, I'm drinking, I'm thinking, it's grown on me a little bit. It's definitely a drinkable booch. I'm I'm still not quite to the point where I like it. All right, Fried. Well, that's a stop along the Bucha barometer. We've told the good folks what we're drinking. The bubbly rose. Thinking, firm it or burn it, the coaching carousel. It's now time for the last segment of Booch Ball. Who we're picking. Who we're picking. Red alert, red alert. New college football playoff rankings just dropped. Oh, shit. I just got the update on the phone. New CFP rankings as we record this Tuesday evening. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati is the top four, followed by OK State and Notre Dame. Two just behind. Initial thoughts. So this is going to be interesting. I think this is – I was very interested in Lauren's take on – the whole situation where they said if they beat Ohio State and they get in with that number two slot, if Cincinnati goes to number three, they have a chance to play Cincinnati in the playoff game as their playoffs in the national championship. So I'm sure that the Michigan fans of the world are not happy that Alabama is currently in the three spot. That being said, if Alabama loses to Georgia, All of that's irrelevant anyways. If Alabama beats Georgia... I'm just going to jump in right here. Alabama has lost a game, and then they've almost lost their last two games to two pretty mediocre teams. I mean, they should have lost to Auburn, had many things. I mean, there's many different things that could have happened down the stretch of that game, but Auburn was one play away from winning that game multiple times. It's crazy to me that Alabama's still at number three, I've been kind of saying this all year. The committee is going to do everything possible to get Cincinnati out of the playoffs. And keeping them at at number four really sets them up for Oklahoma State to jump them with a win over Baylor because I just don't think they're going to give a whole lot of love to Cincinnati for beating Houston. Houston's number 21. Yeah, if number five Oklahoma State beats number nine Baylor, I could easily see... Oklahoma State leapfrogging Cincinnati for that last spot. They would they would love to have Georgia Alabama in the college football final. Really, so, anything but Georgia and Alabama playing back to back weeks. And they wouldn't. They would hate to have Georgia and Alabama playing in the semifinals, only to have Georgia go on to play Cincinnati in the national championship game. That's like the nightmare scenario for the for the CFP. Yeah, so I'm picking up a lot of bias here. I'm not liking this. I would have liked to have seen Alabama drop down to the four line or even the five line, honestly, because you know what? If they beat Georgia, they're in. But I just don't want to see them lose to Georgia and hang around. That would be absurd. Really, it's going to come down to can Michigan win their game? Can Cincinnati win their game? Can Oklahoma State win their game? 
and then the final score of Georgia, Alabama. Those are the key factors. And you got Notre Dame sitting there at number six, hoping for chaos. All right, Freed. Well, now that we know what the CFP rankings are, it's time for us to go to our picking section here. How about you rattle off the slate that we've got for this conference football championship weekend, of which Miami is not a part of? Yes, sir. We're going to do all five of the Power Five championship games. Sorry, Cincinnati. You will not be involved. No hashtag sentiment pick this week. So starting Friday night, Oregon versus Utah, the rematch. Utah, once again, favored by three points, exactly as they were last week. Or I guess that was two weeks ago now when they blew out Oregon. That game is in Las Vegas. On Saturday, the noontime slot, you've got OK State favored by five and a half versus Baylor at Jerry World in Arlington. In the afternoon, the SEC championship, Georgia favored by six and a half points against Atlanta. Georgia favored by six and a half points versus Alabama. And that's basically a home game for Georgia there in Mercedes-Benz. Saturday primetime, two primetime championship games. Big Ten, Michigan and Iowa and Indianapolis. Michigan favored by 10 and a half points. And the ACC, number 15 versus number 16, not exactly two Goliaths. No Clemson this year. You got Pitt favored by three against Wake Forest. Tasty little slate. Let's dig into it. All right, let's start on Friday night, Alex. Oregon versus Utah. Utah favored by three points. Who are you picking? I'm picking Oregon here, Freed. Not sure if they're going to get the outright win, but I don't think the talent gap is that significant in Utah's favor. Utah, who's ranked number 17, Oregon still number 10. Um, I think hopefully Oregon's going to learn from those mistakes. I'm hoping Mario Cristobal, the coach that I want to come coach the University of Miami, uh, is not going to get blown out in his second attempt against playing a team uh, now that they're on a little bit more level playing field here in Las Vegas instead of Utah. I got Oregon taking this one. I'm going to take Utah. I'm hoping that there is truth to the rumor that Mario is interested in the Miami job. And if so, you got to assume that the team knows that and they might not be quite as locked in as they have been especially earlier in the season. I think that's part of the reason why they got blown up by Utah two weeks ago. And I'm thinking it's going to happen again this weekend. Well, looking to our next matchup, we've got the okayest state, Oklahoma state, the Cowboys minus five versus Baylor Jerry world. 5.5. That's a good number. Oh, 5.5. Oh, sorry. 5.5 favorites. The UTF five bot loves that. Oklahoma State, five-and-a-half-point favorites versus Baylor at Jerry World. Who you got in that one? I'm going with OK State. We saw Baylor come out last week and almost go into overtime with Texas Tech. That is scary. I would have liked to have seen them come out more ready to play last week. I think Oklahoma State's defense is going to get the job done, and Oklahoma State covers the five-and-a-half-point spread. Hashtag, that's a good number. I'm right there with you, my guy. Um, Oklahoma State, I think – they looked real good against Oklahoma. I think that they can see that at number five, they have a chance to leapfrog Cincinnati with a convincing win. So stakes are high, huge opportunity for the Cowboys here. And I think they get this one over Baylor at Jerry World. You could see some new teams in the playoff this year. How about some old teams, though? Georgia versus Alabama. Georgia's favored by six and a half. 
Freed, I've got Bama in this one. I just I've seen Alabama play too well for too long to give Georgia the benefit of the doubt here. I know that Alabama has had a game that they've lost, but as far as the players that they have, the players that they have are just as good as the players that from Georgia. Their coaching staff is just as good as what Georgia has. I know Georgia's got a kick-ass defense, but Alabama's got Bryce Young, Heisman contender. And I don't think Georgia's offense is good enough over Bama's defense, especially when you have Stetson as your quarterback, Stetson Bennett. So, Freed, I'm not going to say Bama's going to win this one, but I think they're going to keep it close enough that the CFP is going to have a very tough decision to make. Bringing it out west of the Big Ten, we've got Michigan, the Wolverines, favored by 10.5 versus Iowa in a game where the spread is around 42 points or something ridiculously low. In Indianapolis, a real sexy game here. Michigan versus Iowa in Indianapolis. Say hi to Groswald for us. Who you got in this one, Freed? Well, like you alluded to, the over-under points total is going to be quite low. And because of that, a 10-point spread is just too high. Iowa has a great defense, not very good at all offense. They really function off turnovers. If they can get one or two turnovers against Michigan, it's going to be a very tight game and a very low-scoring one at that. So I will take Iowa with those 10.5 points. Vegas is begging for us to take Iowa here, Freed. And you know what? We're listening. I got Iowa in this one too. All right. Well, our home conference, the ACC. Pitt a sediment pick. <laughs> yeah, might as well be a sediment shake for this This boot is kind of, it's kind of weighing on me a little bit. Like, it's not a chuggable booch. You mean it's not good? Let's say it's not good. I'm just saying it's not. I'm good. <laughs> Either way, it's Pitt favored by three points versus Wake Forest. It's basically a home game for Wake Forest in North Carolina. It's playing played in Charlotte. What do you think? Freed, I got the Demon Deacons in this one. They've got a chance to do something, you know, that never really happens down in Wake Forest, winning an ACC championship. You got first team all ACC, Kenny Pickett coming to town. But hey, I've seen a team beat them already this year, a 7-5 and five team uh, from South Florida who beat Pittsburgh this year. I don't think either of these teams are going to travel very well. I think this is going to be like a weird game that the ACC is pissed that they have to watch Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest. Like, ugh, what a horrible game. But like, I think it's going to be a good game, though. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, like all of the Wake Forest games. And, you know, even just for that, I'm just rooting for Wake because they've been a fun little Cinderella story this year. I think this actually will be a game that both fan bases travel pretty well for just because they're going to be excited to be there. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Pitt here. I think Wake Forest has slowed down late in the season. You know, they've lost two out of their last four games, uh, haven't looked quite as sharp and elite as they did early in the season before their schedule got a little bit tougher. I think Pitt's probably the best team that they are going to end up having played this season. And I don't think that bodes well for them. So I like Pitt to win this one. It's going to be a shootout. Take the over. Freed, we've told them what we're picking, but now it's time to tell you how the Booch has scored in today's episode. The health aid bubbly rose, a very confusing and confounding kombucha. What are your thoughts here? 
honestly, I'm starting to get a massive headache and I don't know if it's from this kombucha, but it's not helping. I didn't like the smell. I don't like the taste. I'm going with a 5.2. Freed, I am going to be in the same ballpark as you. You know what I, I realized that the sweetness kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of aspartame, which is that sugar replacement that you find in gum. It was sweet and kind of like surprisingly sweet at the start, which I was kind of like, I was, I was expecting it to be rose water, kind of, Dry. you know, herbal and floral. And it ended up really not being, um, I'd say it's still good. It's still good enough that if somebody, you know, if I had some in my fridge, I would, you know, probably drink it probably over ice is how I would consume this. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Um, but it was good enough for me to give it a 6.2. This is the lowest score I've ever given out on Booch Ball for anything other than a Kavita or, you know what? Brew Dr. Love, which I compared this to. I gave oh, it yeah, totally the baby's eight. bottom. Uh, absolutely. Pretty similar scores from both of us to the uh, Brew Dr. Love, which you rated a 5.9. So... Mm. You know, we're sticking true to our guns on any given booch ball. We feel a little bit different, but patterns are developing and, you know, you know what we like. All right. Well, let's have the ETF5 bot come in here and give us a ranking. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. We got a clean 5.70, Alex. 5.70. All right. Where does that stack up in our butcher rankings here? Not in the top 25, I'll tell you that. Not a great booch. That's where things stand with the bubbly rose. We celebrate the end of the college football regular season and look ahead to the conference championship weekend. To all the lovely boochies and boochers out there, thank you for tuning in to our silly little kombucha podcast. We love having you. We love having you listen. And please, Freed, tell the boochies where they can vote on our Bucci polls for this upcoming conference championship weekend. Get on Twitter and show us some love. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're firming or burning our takes and vote on the Bucci polls, please. We don't want any more pushes. You guys pushed on all four games last week. That's not Mm-mm. cool. Try to go four and zero like I did from all of us here at Booch ball. We love you and we'll see you next week. And as always, Fire Manny Diaz. Peace. Freed. Uh, stay cultured. Peace. <laughs> Thank you. Booch. We playing Booch Ball. Booch. We playing Booch Ball.